Oh, baby. Welcome. It is uh, 10 minutes after 4 at News Radio 930 WBEN. We'll get into some other things here uh, on the program. But no, look, I'm unapologetically a bandwagon fan. Again, the whole premise that I am approaching professional sports is that um, it, it's entertainment. So if you are entertaining, you are worthy of my attention. If you are not entertaining, you are not worthy of my attention. There are some comedians you might absolutely love and some who are just awful. And needless to say, the ones who entertain you, you're going to watch. You're going to check out the full act. The ones that don't, eh, you're going to flip the channel and see what's on the other one. Um, and it's the same thing with, uh, with, with any aspect of entertainment, whether it's radio, TV, movies, TV series. When something's good, it's entertaining. And it's meant to distract you from all the BS that is going on um, politically. And that's, uh, yeah, and, and that's, by the way, one of the reasons why there was such a backlash against the NFL a few years back was, wait a minute, you guys are football players. You're not social commentators. But, look, I, I see nothing wrong with uh, choose love on the back on the back of a football helmet. I see nothing wrong with that or stop racism or stop hate. I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, so that's uh, that's not I mean if it was America sucks, I, I'd had to have a problem with that, you know. But uh, as, as far as the bills, see one of the things and I, I'm gonna get off this subject, I promise, but the uh, the first world war, very interesting to me. and there's a series that uh, the BBC aired a while back called Our World War. And the first episode of it is called, oddly enough, The First Day. And in The First Day, one of the royal engineers tells his young subordinate, that's the problem with you young men. You've never fought a war before. And you forget there's another army out there fighting this one. And the reason that comes to mind is when you live in Buffalo and you're a Buffalo Bills fan and the Bills sign Von Miller, you are like, yeah, we've plugged a major deficiency in the team. Now we've got great guys on both sides of the ball to champion the Bills. Well, you forget that other teams have also made acquisitions along the way. And there's always that team. As you are focused on the Bills, there's always that team that comes along to surprise you, like the Philadelphia Eagles like the Miami Dolphins. Who was expecting the Miami Dolphins to be this good this year? Who? Were you? Seriously? Uh, but look, I get very concerned uh, about this team when they've got to kick a last-second field goal to beat the Detroit Lions. And the Detroit Lions now are not the Detroit Lions of the past 50 years, uh, the past 20 years, but they, that that concerns me very much. Uh, and i uh, it, it concerns me when people break it for big yards um, against the Buffalo Bills. Um, and, you know, uh, it, it, it's very entertaining. But like, like I say, the, the, the fun, I mean, it will be interesting to see because teams peak and valley, well, with the exception of the New England Patriots dynasty, which was very strong for many, many years, most teams peak and valley. They get a three- to four-year cycle of being competitive and then they go through the doldrums. In Buffalo's case, it was several decades of doldrums before they start winning again. And um, it'll be interesting to see what our group of people does 
when that time comes. If we're all still alive, it'll be interesting to see um, what happens. But we generally get together. There's about 20 of us, and that's not an exaggeration. And we either watch the game in uh, somebody's basement or we take over a local establishment. And one of the things that I just will say one more time today that the Buffalo Bills are the biggest thing, the biggest entity this region has to offer. The Buffalo Bills are the biggest entity this region has to offer, period. It's the biggest marketing tool this area has, is the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills put Buffalo and Western New York on the map. You cannot buy, this area could not buy the kind of publicity that derives from having an NFL team, particularly when the NFL team is especially good. And this is a very good team. How can you not love Josh Allen? How, I mean, really, how, how can anybody not be in love with him? How could you not love Von Miller? Well, okay, but uh, how can you not love Ron White? Now, how can you not love uh, Ron? <laughs> He's a comedian, by the way. Uh, I mean, but see... And at the beginning of the season, when everybody, I mean, was it Pat McAfee saying, I don't see how anybody can beat the Buffalo Bills, and I'm pounding my head with my fist saying, dude, injuries happen every single year. And look what's happened to the team this year. Josh Allen's elbow, a problem. Maybe, hopefully, that's all worked out. Von Miller is gone for the season. So the guy that was the answer on the Bills' defense that was going to be the missing link that was going to make sure that the Bills could always beat the Kansas City Chiefs or anybody else, he's not going to be playing anymore this year. He's done. And you had to know he was done when you saw the look on his face after the injury. The look on his face said everything. That was more informative than any of the overly optimistic tweets that he gave or any of the overly exuberant uh, expressions of maybe he'll be back, uh, we're just going to put him on injured reserve, um, that Sean McDermott made. The look on Von Miller's face right after the injury, I, I knew, didn't you know, come on, didn't you know immediately he was done for the year just by looking at his face? Lucas Buckley, I'm, I'm going to get into some other things, but I, I'm not claiming any incredibly uh, psychic powers uh, or any uh, great abilities, but when you saw that play happen and you saw him being carted off, what did you say to your friends? What did you think to yourself? That's the exact thing I sent to my friends is that he's had this injury before. He knows what this is. Yes, bingo. He, he knows what it is, and did you take that one step further? What's that? That he's done for the year. Uh, I didn't want to go that far, but I was implying that. Well, yeah. see, again, <laughs> one of the things, one of the things, and, and you know, we, we, uh, I, this, is, this is a very fascinating area to, to think about, especially the older one becomes. Just wouldn't, just, just once, just once before your name is in the obits, just once, wouldn't it be awesome for this area, for one of its big teams, big league, major league teams, football or hockey, to win the final playoff game of the year just once? Is that too much to ask? And uh, not only 
Not only have we seen heartbreaking, and not only have we seen losses, but we have had to endure losses on a dramatic and tragic scale that will simply be like fingernails across the most sensitive part of your body. Between wide right and 13 seconds. Many of you are too young to remember wide right, okay? You're too young to remember it. But 13 seconds, a very close second. I still remember, and I'm sure you still remember, the drive home. If you watch the game at a friend's house or at a bar, you have to remember the drive home and listening to the post-game show and how you felt at that moment. And I, I know that I've told you guys this story before. Watch the game in a place we're just going to call Debbie's Basement. And the Bills went ahead. The Bills went ahead. And people in the basement were going nuts. They were pouring shots. They were woo-hoo-woo. They were jumping around. They were absolutely ballistic and smiling. Me? I sat there taciturn and serious. They said, what's wrong with you, dude? The Bills are going to beat the Chiefs and go on. I said, there are 13 seconds remaining to play. Let's wait until the game is over. Why did I say that? Because I've seen the Sabres lose twice in the Stanley Cup Finals and the Bills lose four consecutive Super Bowls, including the first one on the final play of the game, which was a wide right field goal attempt. So until the clock says 0-0-0 and the score is in favor of the Buffalo Bills, I'm not celebrating. And when they lost that game, even though I was kind of ready for it, based on years of experience watching this stuff happen to Buffalo teams, no goal, for example, um, it still was devastating. It was a devastating way to lose. And I, I just hope that if they make it to the Super Bowl and they lose, it's not going to be one of those games where they should win, you think they're going to win, it's close to the end, you've got the champagne ready to uncork, and then some unexpected thing happens. A vulture flies onto the field and gets into the way of a game-winning pass or field goal. Goes off a seagull at the last second. I'm just saying, you got to expect these things. It is uh, Bowerly with you. And that's, you know, actually, one of the things about sports that is interesting is you can apply a lot of sports stuff to stuff in the outside of sports world, even in your own life. You don't close the deal until you close the deal, okay? You always get it in writing. You always want to make sure it's in the books before you start celebrating too much. Just saying. Um, life, uh, life can be like that sometimes. Um, but yeah, look, I, I hope, I hope they win. I hope they win. Even though for you and for me, they're winning the Super Bowl personally does absolutely nothing for our lives. You're not going to get a raise the next day. Okay. Your life is still going to be your life. And the only thing a Super Bowl win is going to mean is you'll get to spend like $100 on a T-shirt that says Buffalo Bills Super Bowl champions. That's what it means for you. Another expense. Uh, but anyway, well, no, I, I still would love to see it. I, 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 cannot, uh, I, I cannot stress that enough. I'd, I'd like to see it. 
but my skeptical flag is always waving. I'll believe it when I see it. That's uh, where I'm coming from. Now, uh, I was a little bit disappointed in you guys the previous hour because for as big of a deal in East Aurora as Carol Cade happens to be, not a single person called in to talk about Carol Cade, even to say, screw the bills, Tom, I'm going to Carol Cade, because it's the 50th anniversary of something that started out small and has grown into an event that attracts thousands and thousands and thousands of people. In fact, one of the key members of our group is going to blow us off on the 17th of December because going to Carolcade is a family tradition, okay? This is the guy in our group. Every single Bills game, I can't say completely uh, what he says or yells in Debbie's basement or the bar we happen to frequent and take over, um, rip his blanking head off. He's got to yell that once a game. It's a tradition, but we're not going to enjoy that on the 17th because he is going to another family tradition, which is Carol Cade. So we're losing a key element of our team. He's almost like our Von Miller, almost like our Josh Allen. Okay, and we're going to lose him to Carol Cade. But uh, it's the 7th of December. We talked earlier about Pearl Harbor Day, and I am of the firm belief at this point that very few people care. Very few people know what Pearl Harbor Day is, Very and fewer still even care about it. It's going to be one of these things like uh, Battle of Antietam Day. Can you name when that would be? Because even I can't do that. Um, it's just, it, it, it recedes into the mists of history, but, uh, I want to get into, uh, all this, uh, holiday stuff, uh, coming up in the next part of the program. Um, the annual happy holidays versus Merry Christmas. What have you been hearing and what would you prefer to hear is coming up in the next half hour. Also, can we talk please about Christmas cards can we no seriously? I, I think we need to talk about Christmas cards because there was a time in America where part of your own sense of self and value was based on the number of Christmas cards you received from family and friends. And I know that this might sound horrible, and it does not make me Scrooge or the Grinch. I don't do Christmas cards because, very simple reason, the people to whom I personally wish to extend my Christmas greetings will get it personally from me. It might be face-to-face, might be a text, might be something on Facebook. But in your life, so I've never been a big Christmas card guy. I never quite got the point. But in your life, are Christmas cards still a part of Christmas? Do you still have the thing on your door with all the sleeves in it, all the little pouches filled with Christmas cards or taped to the wall Christmas cards? Or have they gone out the window, <laughs> literally and figuratively? 803, are you a Christmas card person? I'd love to hear from some letter carriers who are now retired about 
whether their sacks were a lot lighter toward the end of their career around this time of year than they were uh, <laughs> than they were starting out. Christmas cards used to be insanely popular, and I don't send them, so I, I really don't receive them, which is fine. I it, it's it's fine. I just I wonder to what extent Facebook has mitigated the need for Christmas cards. Wishing you a happy Christmas. Praying hands together, smiley face and heart. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Christmas is a very important day when we celebrate the birth of Santa Claus. All right, welcome. It is uh, 437 at News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome to the show. Uh, I've got some Christmassy things that I want to bring up on this uh, 7th of December, and Christmas is going to be here before you know it. The clock accelerates the more you have to do, of course. Uh, but uh, a couple of things. Number one, a- as you're out there shopping, it, those of you who still go out and shop, are, are you getting Merry Christmas? Are you getting Happy Holidays? Does it matter to you what they say? Usually a very controversial topic. Um, The other thing is Christmas cards. Because there was a time when households across America were filled to the rafters with Christmas cards. People used to keep Christmas card lists. Here's the people to whom we send Christmas cards. And if you didn't get a Christmas card from them one year, up. They went off the list. Well, I simplified that part of life. I don't send them. (laughs) 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Let's go to uh, Dan in Medina. Uh, You're on. Hello. Hey, Merry Christmas, Tom. Yes, sir. Happy holidays. Yeah, see, that's... I just wanted to aggravate you. Now, Merry Christmas. I know, I know, I know, I know. That's what I love about you. But anyways, I was at the... uh, shopping mall the other night, the same thing, you know, you know, they took everything from us, you know, you, you see Merry Christmas anymore, like I was telling the call screener, they think you're crazy, you know, and, uh, are you really encountering you know, that, I mean, because we've talked about this for a number of years, I, there's any, places, oh, yeah, I, I did not hear what you said, oh, certain, certain places and around certain groups of people, people, it's a lot different, yes. So, have you ever had somebody say that they were offended when you said "Merry Christmas"? Yes, I years several years ago. Now, I was in the, I'm not saying what pharmacy I was in, but uh, you know, hello, how are you? You know, Merry Christmas. No, it's Happy Holidays. You know, and it's just like, well, I guess that sums all of them up. But no, this is a Pacific Holy Holiday. Well, you know, the we we air ads for the uh, Riverside Men's Shop and uh, Natalie Newman. Uh, she specifically says "Merry Christmas" and "Happy Hanukkah." I think that's kind of cool, personally. Yeah, I do too. When I used to, when I was a kid and worked at the grocery store, the owner would go look at everybody, say "Merry Christmas" or "Happy Ramadan" or uh, "Happy Hanukkah" or whatever. You know, make the customers happy. And I had no problem with that. Different religions. You know, but it's like we try to push. This is a Christian country, and if they took away all our statues, they took the cross off our courthouse, they took the, the Holy Family away from uh, fire halls and um, different churches and the hospitals. And if you send anything up that's from the Christian religion, it's like holy smoke. Well, that's what churches are for. That's right, what church. That's what is here. That's what churches are for. That's why you have churches. 
It's just not like it used to be. You know, all the all the, all the nice Well, America is not like it used to. America is not like it used to be. No, I wish you could go back like 40, 50 years ago when things were better. Yeah, you know, right. people are happier, and things were just people are more humbler, and in all this violence today, and and just like the Pearl Harbor attack, you know, nobody really cared about what the Germans were doing. You know, the Wehrmacht and the Waffen SS and the Luftwaffe, you know, they were doing their thing over in Europe. We didn't care until the Japanese hit us, and we hated the Japs more. Well, we just we, we didn't want to be. I, we talked about this earlier, but America did not want to be involved in another European war because we'd lost so many people in the First World War, and uh, that was that. Right, exactly. You know, and a lot of people, especially our area, New York State, they were you know totally against the war. And my grandparents, you know, came from Austria in the late twenties, and they were scared half to death. You know what I mean? If they talked German out in the street. You know, the, the FBI would be watching them, you know, that they were sympathizers or spies for the Germans. And, you know, they would just shudder when the war started. In oh, Europe. yeah, it, it is quite true that a number of German-American families, known to be German-American families, did wake up in the morning to find swastikas painted on their front doors, regardless of their feelings toward Hitler one way or uh, or the other. And well, uh, a number of Japanese-Americans were illegally taken by the American government, had their assets forfeited, and were put into uh, little concentration camps um, yeah. when they when they when they most were. needed the freedoms of America, uh, the American government basically said, up yours. Of course, yeah, that they, could never happen again like COVID. Um, you no, know, they, they, found, they found out in uh, Vietnam and Korean War when uh, the Japanese were only allowed to fight the Germans. Holy smokes, these guys are brave. You know what I mean? Here, if the Japanese Empire wins, they're going to be all shot as traitors, you know? And it, all right. Dan, all thank you. I, I, I appreciate I appreciate the phone call. Uh, Christmas. Is it Merry Christmas to you or is it Happy Holidays? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if I know somebody's a Christian, it's Merry Christmas. If I know somebody's Jewish, it's Happy Hanukkah. If I'm not sure, it's Merry Christmas. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> I haven't had anybody get uh, upset with me uh, for doing that, but it's uh, it's it's just it's always like to say if if you don't want people saying Merry Christmas, don't tell people how many shopping days there are until Christmas. That apparently means that's what the holiday's about, isn't it? At least again for for uh, the Christian part of the uh, of the population. Um, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Christmas cards. How many people out there, do you still do Christmas cards? Do you still do Christmas cards? We used to get probably 100 Christmas cards every single year. Not only that, we used to have gift after gift after gift dropped off from corporate America to our house or my dad's office. Non-stop supply of gifts. We had more bottles of Canadian Club than could ever be consumed. I think they're still around. Unless mom dumped them, which she probably did. Uh, let's go to Aaron in uh, Toronto on WBEN. Aaron. Hey, Tom, thanks for taking the call. And if I could say as a Canadian, anytime I hear somebody at one of our shindigs say, hey, I got a bottle of Canadian Club, I'm like, all right, the fights are going to begin soon. 
That is that is a violent drink. Well, it's not my favorite. Well, people say that about tequila. Oh, drink tequila, you'll lose your memory. You'll get blackout drunk and puke through your nose. Never had that experience. It is a very low-cal liquor. Yeah, and to be honest, I wouldn't say that it necessarily. I just have a correlation of fighting. There's something about Canadian club, and I'm like, it's like it's a brew for before the fight. Do you, do you ever think that maybe it has to do with Canadians being drunk? It, there could be a causation in that correlation, Tom. Um, but I want to say, like, as a Jewish person, I'm actually more upset when somebody says Happy Holidays to me than I am Merry Christmas. And, um, you know, I don't understand why Christmas is the one that's targeted. Like, you can say Happy Hanukkah, you can say Happy Diwali, you can even say Happy Easter. Nobody bats an eye. But as soon as you say Merry Christmas, it's like, whoa, you can't be saying that stuff nowadays, man. And where did it come from, Tom? Like, it seems like one of these things that's been inserted into our nomenclature, and we're just going with it. But it's like, was anyone ever offended by Merry Christmas, or were we just, brightly, you know, pointed in this direction and like lemming for following it? You that's a I mean? really good. That's a really good question. I don't know the origin of it. I know that it started 30, 40 years ago. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, morphed into Happy holidays, but. Um, yeah, that you know that's interesting. I would need to do a little bit more research. But okay, you're Jewish. It doesn't bother you if somebody says Merry Christmas. Um, do you see? I would say, by the way, I'm Jewish. So would you like to wish me something else? You know what? I used to joke like that, but now people have become so standoffish. I don't even want to joke like that. I, I just Merry Christmas. You know, and they'll go, Oh, you're Jewish, aren't you? And I'll, Yeah, yeah. But still, I celebrate whatever we're celebrating. It's good. You know, I. I'm not offended. I'm not upset. And, Tom, what I would say, in my opinion, obviously, is when we think of this one, you know, this totalitarian type, we all going to wear one outfit, we're going to have one haircut, we're going to have one gender, and you know what? We'll have one holiday, too. No more individuality, no more celebrating of different cultures and religions. We're going to wipe it all out and focus on holidays rather than Christmas. Do you get what I mean, Tom? Um, yeah, I think I think I do. At least in North Korea, as a man, I think you get seven choices of haircut. Um, in North Korea, so they've got that going for them. Uh, no, I, I'm serious. They, there are state-sanctioned haircuts that men must receive in North Korea. And I think it just lends to that same type of thinking of, like, what we've seen happen to us in the last, you know, I'm only 38 years old, but you've seen it for longer, and we think of the authoritativeness that's come in, and it's like, where is this coming from? Why are they doing this to us other than to destroy us, to destroy our culture, and like I say, our individualities. So... Get rid of Christmas. Eventually, get rid of the other ones too. We'll just wish, wish each other a happy holiday without any re- remembrance of what these things that we're celebrating actually came from and why we do them. Just out of curiosity, did your family send or receive happy Hanukkah cards when you were growing up Jewish? No. You know what? We would get together as, as a family, and there was never cards. The only cards we ever got were from outside, as we say, Goys. Goys would send us happy Hanukkah cards. But as as a family, no, we didn't pass that around. We didn't. You know, have any kind of sentimental. We just lit the menorah, shared in a meal, maybe played some dreidel, went out and played in the snow. But there wasn't even gifts. That's the other thing. People talk about eight days of Hanukkah. It must be great, all the gifts you get. And it's like, no, I didn't get any gifts. We just ate potato latkes and played dreidel. That's it. <laughs> all right. Uh, Aaron, thank you. Uh, thank you very much. All right. Happy holidays or Merry Christmas. What are you hearing out there? And, and, and Christmas cards. Christmas cards used to be such a big deal. Remember, every year the post office would make a big deal out of this year's Christmas stamps. Do they even put out Christmas stamps anymore? 
I mean, I, I don't see. I don't know. I don't know because I just I don't send them because, like I said at the beginning of the topic, I will I will wish you guys over the radio a Merry Christmas, okay? And people in my own life to whom I'm close, I will either see them personally or have some kind of personal electronic interaction with them that kind of does away with the need to send Christmas cards. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Your favorites, though, aren't they the ones you get from your car dealer? The the Yeah, the Christmas cards from your car dealer or uh, the, uh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Let's go to uh, Vanek in uh, Wilson. Vanek, you're on WBEN. Hello. Hi, Tom. Thanks for taking my call. It's Vanek. It looks like Vanek, but it's Vanek. Sorry about that. Uh, Love your show. First time caller to you. I've talked to your brother, Dick. Uh, regarding uh, Christmas, we don't send cards. But uh, the one thing that bugs me is when a company or, or people, when they write down Christmas and they put an X where Christ is supposed to be. That drives me crazy. Actually, there's a reason for that. It's not disrespectful. It has something to do with Greek um, you, you can look it up online, but it's that's totally acceptable even to Christians. Really? Yeah. I never I never heard that, but because uh, I, I made the same point like twenty years ago, and somebody called in and said, "No, no, no, Tom, that's just a symbol of Christ." Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know that, Tom. But yeah. it bugs, still bugs me. I'll tell you, it's, I always write. Christmas. I don't. I never put the X down there. Well, that's one way to avoid controversy with people is just write it out. Yeah, and I always say Merry Christmas. I always do. Uh, the Happy Holidays thing is like, eh, that's not for me. I like saying Merry Christmas, and if I know somebody's Jewish, I'll you know do the Happy Hanukkah or something. But ninety nine percent of the time, it's Merry Christmas. Oh, absolutely. But if I know somebody's Jewish, I say Happy Hanukkah. By the way, that's the one Happy Hanukkah you get this year. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank thank you very much. I uh, I appreciate I appreciate the call. Um, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. What what are you hearing out there, and and what do you prefer, and and Christmas cards? You know, I've done this topic, I've done this topic, a few times before, in the past, and other times, I have been jammed with people saying. Of course we send Christmas cards. Like I was the Antichrist. Of course we send Christmas cards. I'm starting to think that maybe Christmas cards are on the way out. Are you finding that to be the case? I mean, how many of you are saying to yourself right now, ooh, it's the 7th of December, got to get the Christmas card list out and start sending the Christmas cards? Seemed a little redundant. Sending a Christmas card to Grandma and Grandpa when we're going to see Grandma and Grandpa on Christmas. Um, trying to get you the actual um, reason, maybe somebody uh, will call in with it, why Xmas is actually not blasphemous or sacrilegious. Because that's what I thought back in the 90s, and somebody called in with what sounded like a perfectly rational explanation. And uh, accordingly, I felt very stupid. Eight oh, It's a common thing that I have. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Sorry, Lucas, you... Yeah, someone actually just called in. They didn't want to come on, but they, it was about that. They said it made it easier to label, uh, I believe, boxes of decorations, and it is a Greek um, thing. It is actually. a Greek thing. Yes. That's what I recall from the caller who uh, called in many years ago. 
that it had something to do with Greek and it was not uh, offensive. In fact, those of you who are named um, Christina, Xtina, how many how many of you have friends who X the letter X Tina follows? Just one of those things. Uh, let's go to Mike, who is uh, driving, hopefully nowhere near a car fire. Mike, you're on WBEN. Welcome. I heard the previous guest talking about Canadian club, and he always got in fights or made him think of fights. So I have the greatest Canadian club joke of all time. Uh, is it airworthy? I don't know. Ask your pre-screener. He put okay, it I'm, told told it's, I'm told it's airworthy. I'm getting the thumbs up. Okay. Seal walks into a bar. Bartender says, what do you have? What does a seal say? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Anything but the Canadian club. <laughs> we should do another joke show. That was so funny. That's a good one, huh? Yeah, yeah, I like that one. It all started when somebody told me the Halloween joke. Skeleton walks into a bar and says, I'd like a beer and a mop. Oh. Yeah, I, I like yours, though. Anything but a Canadian club. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should we should and, maybe uh, redo that. Merry Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas to you. Is that is that what you say and what you prefer? That's what I say, but I'm not mailing you a card. So. No, okay, but do you mail anybody a Christmas card? Seriously. No, we did when the kids were small and you'd take that kid postcard shot with the two kids in front of the tree or whatever. Like when the kids were small, we did that until they were like teenagers and then that was the end of that. None, none of none of the people my age group did after that. Well, okay, but are you old enough to remember the people who would send out the family oh, newsletter? Yeah. Oh, yeah, my my mother-in-law still does that. We cringe every time it comes. The family newsletter. Oh, my. The family newsletter. Always wanted to do a parody family newsletter. Well, in April, I was arrested at Ellicott Creek Park for indecent <laughs> exposure. <laughs> that's pretty much what we do when we sit around and read it. Oh, that's we awesome. Make, we make a joke about everything. Yeah. Oh, well, see, that's what we do in our family, too. Um, our yeah. Christmas Eve celebrations of years gone by have uh, definitely been, um, I, I would say, somewhat less than holy. Um, I, yeah. Yes. No, it's, it's kind of like the Festivus airing of grievances where we just mock out the, you know, because the Christmas letter is like, oh, everybody's so great and everything's doing so well. And we're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> we're ready to kill each other. Oh, my God. That's awesome. All right. Thank you very much, Mike. Okay. Christmas cards. Do you still do them? Do you send them? Do you receive them? And family newsletters. Family newsletters. Guys, is there anything more cringeworthy than a family newsletter? Or... Let me ask you this. Have we simply replaced the cringeworthy family newsletter with Facebook posts? Here's what I had for dinner tonight.